Welcome to Moving Target, my Rockfin exclusive. Joining me today is Nathan Stoltman of truthclothing.io, of Lift the Veil, of I probably numerous other things that I don't even know about it these days. It's been a while since we've connected. And I, I've always really had a, a lot of respect for Nathan in the way that he really goes out of his way to objectively cover topics that a lot of people find like untouchable. And I just, you know, you guys know my work. I'm very passionate about, you know, just not holding back on these topics that we're not supposed to talk about, you know, and I I always really give him a shout out for that. We're going to talk today about his censorship and what he's gone through, how he opened a business throughout all of this and kind of what we discussed previously, just outside the box thinking and ways to help promote not only his work, but just independent media. We're going to talk about just interesting, weird overlaps in the conversation today, and as well as like bands and platforms he's banned from, and really just to say hi and, and discuss how life is going. How are you, Nathan? What's going on? Hey, good, Ryan. Good to see you. Yeah, you too, brother. It's been it's been too long, and uh, you know that's why I, I didn't wear a shirt today. I want to make sure we or a, a shirt, a coat. I want to make sure we blast out the Truth Clothing, you know, brand in general because it's I, you know, for those that don't know. That's one of the things that's really helped support The Last American Vagabond through this process and everything as well is the fact that you reached out early on and wanted to bring Last American Vagabond and Truth Clothing. And actually, while, while we're starting out talking about it, I'll go ahead and bring it up on the on the screen. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, I guess that didn't leave me a question. How, <laughs> why don't you talk about Truth Clothing, Nathan? How are you? <laughs> yeah, cool. Thanks, right now. That's cool. Yeah, it's mostly uh, I, I can't take credit for it 100 percent, but basically my I met my wife who was a fashion designer. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I thought we should make t-shirts and, you know, to have merch basically. Mm-hmm. And then got into, just made a few shirts that said LTV on it and then decided to start making t-shirts just as a, as a business. And then we could put, you know, we have different ways of thinking about the world. So we wanted to express that on t-shirts right. and kind of express it like a lot of people who do t-shirts, the t-shirts are, are like, if you take my gun away, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z or something like that. And we wanted our shirts to be a little more like you could wear them and people might look at them and think, Oh, you know, or they might, they see the propaganda shirt and they think, Oh, that's interesting. And a lot of people, when I wear that shirt, the shirt I'm wearing now, you know, mm-hmm. they'll say, they'll say, oh man, that's great. You know, yeah, I totally agree and that kind of thing. So that's, that's what we were going for. And so it's, it's been cool. I mean, it's, um, you know, with you, you know, you're pretty popular and stuff. So we get, we sell your shirts and people come to our store and we're able to do, you know, a really good product mm-hmm. and control what's on there. And it's not through Teespring or anything. Yeah. So that's, that's the one thing I think people notice is it's and everybody you guys can find it up yourselves. It's not really even promotion. This is these are ridiculously good quality. Like even just overlap from other platforms that have sent me their stuff. I'm just like it's like wow, this is <laughs> the, the 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 writing, the clothes, everything. It's 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 they're good stuff, man. And that's why yeah. I'm really glad I'm going to be part of it because it's not like cheap material that goes after three washes it falls apart. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Like I wear the dang things. I don't have any other clothes. Basically, I just wear these <laughs> shirts and I wear them every day, and they don't seem to wear out and. So it's cool. And we've been able to do some cool things. Like we worked with a company in North Carolina that sources the cotton from the United States, oh, nice. makes the shirts in the United States. They're way more expensive for us to buy, especially. Um, but, and then we sell, we don't make as much profit and stuff, but it's, uh, it's cool to work with, you know, and when everybody's getting stuff from China or whatever, yeah, it's cool yeah. to work with somebody in America 
and make shirts that were made in America. So we did that with some of our shirts too, which was, which was a cool thing. You know, I mean, it'd be great if it'd be great. We'd love to do all, we'd love to have a business where we did all stuff that was made in America and American factories and stuff. It's, it's not practical, but you know, we were trying to go that way and stuff. So yeah, yeah, we appreciate working with you. If anybody buys anything from the store, truthclothing.io, put in vagabond in the coupon code. It doesn't give you a discount, but it lets me know that Ryan's the one, you know, that you were watching Ryan's show and mm-hmm. he gets compensated from it. So outstanding. Yeah. I always, I always think it's important to point out and I make this reference to sovereign, for example, right now, Ben Swan's platform that, you know, cause I, I've been, I've been touching base with the people behind there as it's been growing, just kind of giving my thoughts like, Hey, this should this way or whatever. And, you know, they've, they've appreciated it. And, I, I personally feel like they have, you know, my point being is that it, people that go out of their way to do what I argue is right, even if it's a detriment to their business to a degree, that's just huge respect there. And I, I think that's what they're doing to a degree, you know, not, in, like uh, avoiding like the plague, like you should the app store and the Amazon stuff, you know, and, and it's clearly it's taken them longer to grow. And so they've, you know, gotten less and less attention. And but I, I I'm going to stand behind them for that because that's important and they're doing the right things. Same thing here. You know, it's like you your point is, well, you have to have a business for it to work. So if you just went all American made and the business wasn't there, well, that doesn't make sense, right? But you're doing it where you can and it, you know, you could make a lot more money if you didn't. Anyway, I, I just think that deserves respect there. Um, I want to well, point out, by the way, this wasn't meant to be a promotion show. My clumsy opening made me dump into this. <laughs> but I think it's important that we first talk about, you know, the censorship. And I do want to get into this. I mean, we really just did, but about why it's important to find alternative avenues to, to support things like this, you know, and that's what like Scott from Rebunked is working with T-Lab now and he's trying to find all these different avenues. And, you know, it's because we are in a world where it's not a fair, even table right now. And it really never has been, you know, so these kind of things are important. So talking about this first, have you had any, I want to go back to the censorship, but have you had any like attacks manipulation on like the website or the production, by the way, again, before I get into it, everyone should know that they do this out of their garage. This is a home business. And they do this all themselves again. But so any attacks or anything? Yeah. Yeah. So like we have a stock room, I go and I pack and ship everything. And right. and like you said, it's probably, it's probably cheaper to go with Teespring where you don't have to buy inventory. You know, we're always, you know, we're just about to spend $2,500 on inventory right now. For a lot of your shirts and stuff. So it's not like, you know, necessarily the easiest way to do business, but we want to do it the right way. And uh, you're right with what we're doing is you got to figure out how to make it work because I realized it because I have to figure out how to make money. And I went back and got a job for a second. Um, I got a job at Yelp actually. Mm-hmm. Um, which I hadn't revealed where it was be, until just now. So you got the exclusive making right. cold, making cold calls um, for selling advertisements and stuff because I had to try to make a living. And I was like, I can't do this, mm-hmm. you know? So I got to figure out how to make it work some other way. And, um, and that's one of the reasons I'm back on YouTube. It's like I've come full circle uh, mm-hmm. in the whole thing. But it is, I mean, you know, people have to realize uh, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough, especially when we're not granted the same avenues as everybody else. That's all. Because like, as far as the tax on the shop, um, we haven't had any, fortunately, mm-hmm. but, uh, we can't use PayPal. Uh, so right. we used to use PayPal. Then I got banned from PayPal. 
And then my wife used her PayPal account connected to our shop. And it was all it was used for. And they canceled her account just because it was associated with the same bank account that had been on my account. And it was all for hate speech, I guess. But I don't even know. So they, this isn't, they, did they necessarily cite, and they know they rarely give you anything other than even that, by the way, but what, do you know if they were referencing like your work on your show or did it have to do with the shirts? Do you happen to know that? I think it had something to do with the show. I have an idea about who might've been behind it because mm-hmm. there's this one guy um, who was critical of me and then said I was like anti-Semitic and stuff and was taking clips of my show and I think he may have been responsible for it because he's the old, he's one powerful person I know who was just going after me. Right. And um, so I think that might be what it was. We got, they don't tell you why they ban you. Right. It, the, and there's no way to get an answer except that my wife complained to a website where you can complain about businesses hmm. and then PayPal had to answer the complaint. Really? What is What's that? What's the site, by the way? I mean, I'm surprised it doesn't even exist anymore. It's like the Better Business Bureau. They even exist. <laughs> Katie? Katie? So I'm sure the audience would be interested to know where to report these things. You can get back to me on it. I can put it. She might show. be able to tell me if she comes in. Katie, I have a question for you if you have a second. Um, it's just surprising that it even exists anymore. because Yeah. Was, she, yeah basically, <laughs> basically, it was something where they had to reply because mm-hmm. it was some kind of business. It was almost like, I don't think it was Better Business Bureau. But it was like she posted an official complaint about being banned. And then they said, oh, the reason you were banned was because of, I believe it was hate speech or something like that. And uh, But I, I still have no idea what I said because right. I contend that I've never done hate speech. Right. So, you know, whenever I, and I just got a strike for hate speech again on YouTube and I'm, I'm like, you know, I, I don't even know, you know, what I said. Well, I mean, we could get into the 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 back, you know, the deep there one layer out, but beneath that, and point out that well, I agree. By the way, I don't think with the way that you're conducting your your work, you're not saying you're you're reporting on this stuff, and you're in no way. I know you, Nathan, and you're not the kind of person that would even say something intentionally to be offensive to somebody unless it was like <laughs> a, maybe like a joke, but in the right, context of the right. show, not you know. Right. Any, anyway, the bottom line was at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Right. That's free speech. You're allowed to say things that offend people, especially in the context of a new show. But it's incredible. But so what's crazy to me, though, is that that they could do this. They can shut it down. And I argue that is probably in line with shutting down the connected businesses. I think that's what the whole point is about pulling the financial part of it. And just right. Root. Um, but that they can do this and then just zero accountability. And now we can see today where they have just, and I, I'm dealing with the same thing, right? As you know, they, they shut mine down. They stole the money that was in it before it was a stated policy. And now they just have a stated policy where they're like, oh, by the way, we'll just take your money and charge you $2,500 per you know claim. So I wanted to see if they took any money from you. And you know, no, they, they, they didn't. Um, but <clears throat> because I had already had the experience with PayPal, because I already knew that they did this. So mm-hmm. It's like when this fine thing came out, and it's twenty five hundred. So you're saying they actually took money and kept it because oh, normally sure. they did. They took it and kept it. Yes, but this was a while ago. Remember, this was a long. This was way back when I got censored. I think Patreon was after PayPal, and I got censored from PayPal a long time ago. And I, I think it was a combination because it kind of got shut. They got paused for a moment when somebody, I guess. 
they are, it was some donation from an Iranian person. That's all it was. And they, and they paused the whole thing. We're like, Whoa. And I was like, it's not even my, I'm not like, uh, illicit. like these are people donating on their own accord. You know, <laughs> I'm not choosing who it is, but then it went back up and there was kind of an overlap with like medical stuff too. And I don't think, I don't, I, I can't remember if it was just before COVID or not, but we were still talking about those same things pre COVID, you know, bioweapons and whatever else. And so, but they, they took it, they shut it down and they took what was in there. Now I was not stupid enough to leave everything in PayPal. Cause even then we were aware how dangerous these things are. And by the way, for those listening, we should be thinking the same thing with banks right now. That's where this is going. But yeah. so they took what was in there and I forget what the number was, but it was thousands of dollars. And they, they basically what it was is they write down, you know, that we have to hold this just to go through this process, which they can say yeah. can take up six months or more or whatever, under the possibility that they may need to charge out of that whatever legal costs are incurred by this process. I mean, it's just, it is the definition of unaccountable. And yeah. I know I've spoken to at least three other people that similarly never got money back. And there wasn't some like docket where they're like, here's the outline of what we charge you for this and that. They just took it. They know that nobody's going to hold them account to that. And that's what happened to me anyway. Yeah, I think that's so it's so wrong um, for and I think, you know, I, I know people are against government regulations and things, but I feel like it shouldn't be legal what PayPal yeah. is able to do. And certainly nobody should use their services. I mean, oh, if absolutely. it wasn't, you know, it, the, the funny thing about the latest <clears throat> $2,500 thing is everybody was like, oh, cancel PayPal, cancel PayPal. And I was thinking, <laughs> PayPal, I mean, they were, they all, they still ban you for misinformation, right? You know, or, you know, they haven't changed their policy back, even though they said, oh, we're not going to fine you for it. No, so, no, they, they added that back. Did you know that? They, they added, they, yeah, yeah. They, well, they, it's, it was already in effect, as a matter of fact. They mm-hmm. didn't even add it back. Right, they right. already had a policy that nobody had noticed before mm-hmm. where they could find you $2,500, which didn't, which wasn't specifically for misinformation, but it was for like bad behavior, which they could basically say whatever. This is really interesting. Now, this is going to take us away from my, where I was, it doesn't even matter. This is why I love the show. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> but so the, it's interesting what you just painted there. So we, I, I noticed the similar thing. So I was talking about the PayPal discussion. I noticed that it was September 21st, 2021, where that right. page was posted, right? And somebody made that point that, oh, it was a mistake. And I said, no, it wasn't. That was just the page. And that's still the date they had. I argued at the time that meant that they simply never updated it when they added that. But so the point is they, it's been there. We just didn't notice until now. So that regardless, it's still the same point from there forward that they have it. They pretended it was a mistake, even though it'd been there for a year, which makes that even crazier. And then reiterated it and said, no, now we're doing it still in a very clumsy way. I guess my point, though, is I'm noticing a really interesting evolution of things like this, where like, for instance, like the transmission conversation or your point that like, you know, cancel PayPal, like all of a sudden, even though. This has been a general conversation for a very long time. Not much has actually changed. Like the transmission part from Pfizer. It's like, well, there's been a lot of people in the independent media, right. even Forbes, writing about how that's been the case from the beginning. But because right. this was like allowed, the floodgates opened. And now everyone's like, they admitted this. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm glad that we're talking about it. But that's not actually the full story. So I want your thoughts on, you know, is this controlled? Like, do you think that we're being kind of allowed to have these conversations? And why would that be the case? And, you know, what does that mean to you? I just think it's interesting. It's really interesting to me as someone who follows the news closely, what it is that activates people to finally like come to a realization about something like when the Pfizer story broke and that, and everybody was, it was like all over my Twitter 
was right. this MP saying, oh, they admitted it doesn't prevent transmission. I was like, yeah, like, right. did everybody know that? I was, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, but like, that's like basic knowledge. Everybody knew that before, but I guess, I guess not. So, you know, and it, real, real quick though, there's, there's two parts to that is that whether, because I agree with you. And I think as a general consensus, everybody was like, yeah, we all know. I mean, Walensky said it in a, in a, in a meeting, like, or I mean, in an right. interview, like, well, we know it doesn't stop it. I think the point is not whether they've cut, you know, colloquially like just based on observational saying that but that they knew based on research and hadn't admitted right. that yet but that's also not true right that's right kind of- exactly that's also not true like yeah. people had already pointed out like people right. in the independent media mm-hmm. had already pointed out that the, it was never tested so and it, and it is confusing because it it wasn't tested before they released it but after they released it it was tested and it did seem like it stopped transmission kind well, of at first. Well, right? No, I, I would add a little, The I would say yes, up until the point where like they didn't explicitly, as far as I can tell, ever test to for transmission. In, right. They basically did, they argue that because they proved it reduced certain symptoms that that therefore transfers, you can infer from that or that it is stopping transmission because that therefore would reduce transmission. It's stopping it, but reducing it. But my point is that's not even necessarily the case. There's, there's many different things that could be involved in there that would, ne- that doesn't necessarily equal that. Right. And so that's all my point would be is that that's just an assumption. Either way. I agree with you though. Please continue. I just want to make that clear. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, it is interesting the way news spreads and, I don't I I don't get into the controlled opposition thing as much mm-hmm. because I don't know I try to take people I don't know I try to take people at their word in a lot of ways like oh okay well this guy's being genuine you know and uh so I I don't know if it's controlled but it is it is interesting the way news spreads the way it gets out and then that also comes back to where we're allowed to exist. You know, like you got banned from Twitter, right? You got banned from Twitter, right? Now, yeah, yeah. I'm on the seventh account now. <laughs> yeah, and you got banned from YouTube, obviously, and I got banned from YouTube and stuff. And uh, and I realize how important. And then, are you on TikTok or anything? Yeah, but I don't really engage. Other people post clips on there for me, but I don't use those Instagram. Yeah, they, they still censor on TikTok. Oh, so I don't, you get censored yeah. all the time on there. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know how valuable it is, but it's kind of like important things happen on these platforms, you know, and like people take them more seriously. I think it's happens. because of the shortened versions of it though, right? Like it reaches the, it's, mm-hmm. I think it's exactly what you're speaking to is that there's a weird, you know, People, there's like social engineering and at least kind of like people have learned how to abuse the way that the current generation thinks. And and I think that's also been engineered to a degree, you know, the whole TikTok, Twitter, you know, so many characters kind of mentality where it's like, quick, get to the point. You know, it's like they can't take your long form shows anymore. You know, I think that's part of it. But, I, you know, I I don't know. I Like, I think the easy answer would be like, the for instance, the member of parliament that spoke up and you know, we could argue that he genuinely thought that was important. And he did think that that was for finally admitted. And if that is genuine and people see it, and they've never seen that before. Well, it makes sense why that would start to go. Wow. 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 And you'd go out there. Right. But I guess the question would be, why would the platforms who have previously censored that exact thing and suppress that exact topic, trending hashtags and so on, why was it allowed to flow? Right. And it's not always as simple as 
allowed or not, as we know, there's more nuance to it, but there is a level of allowance to that. Like they, they, we see them suppressing hashtags all the time. So why would that yeah. be allowed to flourish? Like, I just wonder, and do you think that there's a reason that it's now going, okay, like the lab can now be discussed, go, right? Yeah. Like, why? What do you think? I, uh, things change, like the dynamic of things change, like YouTube censorship is constantly changing, mm-hmm. you know, um, for, I, I feel like maybe it's because there's a shift in what people believe. So more people believe a certain thing or are willing to accept a certain thing. So the censorship eases up. I mean, it's kind of like with vaccines, when I got banned from, when I got my big channel eliminated from YouTube permanently, it was because I started talking about the vaccines and it was because I thought that it was changing and that you could talk about it. Okay. And I was, I was wrong, you know? And, 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 and so, but I was like, Oh, it's coming out. They're going to allow it. But I was basically, I was kind of early. Right. Because now I watch Jimmy Dore and stuff. I'm like, right. Right. I'm like, what, what's going on? Jimmy Dore says all kinds of crap. Well, that I, I got banned for, you know? It's two things, in my opinion. One, the thing they hate the most is is being ahead. You're you're saying it too early, Nathan. You're not allowed right. to talk about this until we go. Oh, guess what? Now, Matt cloth masks don't work. Go, you know, like right. suddenly right. We can talk about it, you know. And it, there's so many points like that. But it's also the fact that, like, for instance, Jimmy, but both publicly once that I and also and discussed it with on the background or on the show that I've, inter- I've interviewed him a couple times in the past where he's basically open about the fact that he talks to people on YouTube and he, he's told what he is and is not allowed to talk about, you know, right. that's, you know, you could, if, if that's okay with you, then fine. If that's the news you want to watch, I'm not even criticizing. He does good work on plenty of topics, but I mean, I am to a degree, but you know, I don't know. I, I just find that to be a little bit of an integrity issue. If you're going to be like, Oh, okay. I won't talk about that very important thing. Cause they said so. So then you should be asking, why is it okay that I talk about these things? So that, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't know from his perspective, we can ask all day why, but that's, it, that's ultimately why there's no censorship in that regard, in my opinion, because he's checking off the boxes and saying, okay, well, as long as you include that, well, there is some use between these categories and it's safe for some people. It's like, I think we all see now that's never been the case personally. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, um, he has, he has a different, deal basically because he gets to talk to somebody who tells him what he can say right. and right. you know unlike us uh, who don't get to talk to anybody who can't contact anybody who is not going to be told what you did wrong like right. i still don't know for my actually i got two strikes and i don't know what i said i don't even have any idea and um so that's different um but i can understand wanting to work within the system I get that. Because you can still say a lot. And I am trying to now. I'm trying to make it work on YouTube now. Yeah. Um, I understand it. I don't agree with it, but I, I get it. Like, I understand. Like, uh, I'm not even saying it's wrong. Like, maybe they're, maybe they're right, right? Maybe we're wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. And it's always been the right way to reach the most people. I don't know. I just, I, I've drawn, you know me, I've drawn a hard line there for a long time. Like, I am not going to self-censor because that's a, that's a win. They want you to go, Oh, we'll talk about the boop boop or whatever. And again, I'm not even like that specifically from Burmis. Like he, and I, I understand why he does it. I'm not criticizing, but I just feel like for me personally, there's a level of, um, you know, like, I just wonder whether that in and of itself is the goal. 
to, to you know, right now we're watching our speech get attacked and minimized everywhere. And that's a small level of that personally, you know, but you know, yeah. I mean, what do you think? You said you're starting to do it a little bit. Do you see an increase in, in reach by doing that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm doing it out of necessity and also because I'm hooked up to a new, like I wasn't monetized on YouTube anyway. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see the point kind of in going on there because people didn't have a way they could support the show. I'm banned from PayPal. And so people yeah. couldn't even support that way. But I've got a new. We're seeing you, Nathan, just that they're there and they get to see what you're saying. That's the value that I see in that because they. Need yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Like people just p- people don't go to alternative platforms to. I mean, maybe most people aren't mm-hmm. willing to go to an alternative platform. So if I want to reach certain people, I have to be on YouTube. Um, and then I'm using buymeacoffee.com right mm-hmm. now for donations, which people seem to use and yeah. it's not PayPal and they take way less. And so, and you know, there are these platforms that do support creators. So, but, but yeah, I mean, it's really weird. It's really weird the way things change. Like it used to be like with Alex Jones, for example, mm-hmm. I got censored all the time for saying that Alex Jones was innocent, basically, mm-hmm. you know, like I would make videos just defending Alex Jones. You're saying, I don't think he did anything wrong. I'm not saying Sandy Hook was a hoax. I'm just saying for like free speech, right. he said what he believed and the, and that's the end of it. Like it's not a crime. And that would get censored. I would get a strike every time on YouTube or they'd take down the video. And then the trial happened. And now all of a sudden you can say it for for some reason, you know, like then you, so it's really, that is really really interesting. interesting. You know, like, like the science, like why is that? I don't even understand why that would make sense from like, maybe just to make it appear like maybe they thought it was just that too, that too obvious to literally be like, you can't argue in a trial that's deciding between those two things. Right. Like you can't even bring up one side before it's decided. Like, I, mean, I think they are to a degree aware of how ridiculous it can look when it's just that, like, like right now, like with the whole vaccine conversation where there's still people being censored for saying things that are being proved with peer reviewed science, like, you know, they kind of paint themselves into a corner with this stuff sometimes. And I think that was one of them where it's like, okay, well, we have to pull back and, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, but I think that's really interesting to show that again, and you were ahead of, well, I guess, you know, being able to say your opinion, but it just shows you that kind of coordinated allowance of conversation. And that, this, this has me really concerned these days about a lot of these topics and whether these wins in certain areas are maybe not wins. I don't want to be pessimistic, but you know that it's kind of like channeling us in to certain areas. Like, here's a good point. You, I, I think I, you, you talked about the amnesty thing, the COVID-19 amnesty conversation, right? From the Atlantic. What, what do you think on that? Scott and I were talking about this yesterday and he made a great point about, you know, like, so before all of this, I've been making it clear that, I mean, they were desperately trying to make the vaccine a partisan thing, and it never really was. You had Republicans that were super pro-vaccine because Trump, and you got Democrats that were afraid of it because they're like, weren't we used to be for medical freedom? You know, like, it just didn't make sense. And yet they really tried to force it in. And that amnesty thing essentially put it back in that position, didn't it? They drove that wedge in between us. And, you know, so what do you think about that? You think it's like a, 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 yeah, I mean, the amnesty thing is super interesting. I mean, I guess, again, I try to take the person at whatever they're, however they're coming with it, but it must be that the person themselves felt guilty about mm-hmm. what they did and well, thought the that they deserved. Pardon. What's that? Oh, I'm sorry. I, if, 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 the, 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 the word amnesty means a government pardon. So just adding to your point. Right. That's, 
obviously a choice to use that word. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I can relate in some sense because like for me, I took COVID very seriously when it first came out to the point where I was talking about how, Hey, you know, back in January, you know, I was like, Oh, this is going to be really serious. We're going to have lockdowns. And then I believed I didn't know masks didn't work. You know, I thought I was like, Oh, well, it makes sense that they would. And so I was pro mask at the beginning, not forcing people, but I said that, you know, I said that businesses had the right certainly to tell you to wear a mask and stuff. And of course I was, uh, I lost a lot of viewers and stuff basically mm-hmm. over it. I was on the wrong side of the issue. And uh, so I'd like amnesty for that. But the difference with me is like, I, ch- I apologized and I, and I, and when the data came out, you know, that masks don't work, then of course I recognized that. Right. They don't that's, work. that's there's a huge point to be made here for a, a bunch of different reasons. I mean, one is like, everybody has a right to be wrong. Right. We all we all look at what we add up, what's in front of us. We come to our own conclusions about the debt. You did your best to look at what's going on. You know, I mean, and there's points to be disagreed on whether a business should be able to or not. I mean, there's what you could take both sides of that where, well, this is my business. Right. You can right. go somewhere else if you want. Right. Blah, 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 whatever. Right. I personally, it comes down to the fact that I know that there are negative harms. But then again, it's there. Either way, the bottom line is that you you made your assessment, you made your you, you made your arguments. And then when you saw new information, you evolved your opinion. Like nobody can begrudge that. Right. And of course, the idea of amnesty, I think, is, you know, obviously, I don't even use that term because there's nothing to be pardoned there. You just, you know, you just you, you in Europe, you, your own assessment, you missed it and you recorrected with the information. You know, the, the idea of today, I would argue, is this is more about, you know, like people at like government corporate media level that you could argue actually committed crimes right yeah. like literal crimes by whether it's you know malfeasance from a government perspective or the media knowingly covering things up there's all sorts of levels you could literally sue people for in actual crimes but like my ought to keep saying and th- again this is irritating some of my audience i just but you know i'm that's i that's i care but it's more important for me to say what i think is right and what i believe in regardless of whether i get mass approval from it is that like the the whole problem is that people I'm seeing that that wedge part and to your earlier point I'm not saying I think that I'm just saying I'm considering that that could be the way this is being played but that you know it's dividing people right mm-hmm. now you got these people from like hard left right positions that are going like absolutely not like nobody's going to be forgiven like I'm not saying forgive everybody don't walk around saying I forgive you I forgive you like I I, I am very it's difficult for me to put things like that behind me and probably never will. Whether you're like, let's say your neighbor was rude and smug towards you. Like I will never forget that. I just, that's just how I am, but I can still walk back and go, okay, it's not his fault. He was brainwashed by the media. It doesn't mean I'm friends with him anymore. I'm not going right. to go, you're forgiven, but I'm still, a, you know, an adult. And I can realize that that person was not, you know, the reason that ultimately happened. And, but like, let's say you tried to show them information and they didn't want to look at it. Well, yeah, factor that in, right? Remember those things. But when it comes down to like amnesty or like that kind of stuff, like aim that towards the people that were confusing your neighbor, not your neighbor. You know what I mean? And I, but my honest is like, Ryan says, forgive everybody. And I'm like, what? <laughs> how did you even take that from what I just said? But the problem is that, you know, they want us to hate each other. And yeah, just, right. how you look at it, that's what that's doing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, see, I am also like because of my beliefs on it, like, uh, like because I was wrong about something, I can understand how other people would have been wrong too. But I'm and I'm willing to forgive anybody who's come around for sure. I mean, you know, like Jimmy Dore, he got the vaccine, and you know, he 
change his mind about it, right? I mean, other people change their mind. I'm certainly willing to forgive those people. It's the people that, uh, it, but but people that, f- but uh, but forgiving people is different when you talk about forced vaccinations and stuff, losing your job. I right. mean, that's not right. something you forgive. Like if you got fired or something because you didn't get vaccinated, there's no forgiveness for that. I right. mean, well, you got fired. Forgiveness off the table. Like that's not, that's for each individual to decide for themselves in each individual relationship. Like that's right. why I'm not even getting into that. That's why I was angry with, my, with somebody in the audience. Like he says, forgive. I'm like, I didn't even say that. Like not even on the table. I'm just saying, understand there's a difference between acceptance understanding and like forgiveness you know just realizing that you can see why they may have made those improper choices you know and i love the point you made there right that you're saying well you can you can understand it right i've made plenty of mistakes through covid and any other certain situation you know it's like and many times people try to capitalize on it and say oh see and it's like you know we we have a right to be wrong and that that adds into the free speech part of this is that that's what they're also trying to do and that's an interesting connection right there is now you got our own, we got people on our side essentially saying, well, you were wrong, therefore forever. It's like, doesn't that interestingly add up with what they're doing to us right now where they're going, well, you can't even be wrong, right? You can't state something on the meet online that says this. And, you know, my point is that free speech includes being wrong. And in fact, just straight up lying. (laughs) And it does, it covers those things. Yeah. 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 And you know, some of our greatest problem is that they don't want us to do that. Excuse me. That sounded wrong. Go ahead. And also I like, you got to realize that some of your greatest allies are going to be people who were wrong in the first place, who realized they were wrong. Like this new guy came out, this Dr. Asim Malhotra, right? Yeah. He originally was pro vaccine and now he is something happened to his dad and, and he's looked at the data and now he's one of the biggest advocates against them you know and then there's and also that lady who works leanna wan like she came around right so you kind of need those a little bit right i mean she said she doesn't want masks anymore right i mean she's not she's not 100 percent perfect but still at least she's talking about kids going back to school not wearing masks and she's in the mainstream media because she happened to be on the other side of the issue before you know I agree. I agree. So, I think it's important that we recognize that people have the ability to, you know, recognize they've been wrong and, and change. But we should be right. It's right to be skeptical of that, too, because that overlaps with what we were kind of just saying is like the, the right thing. It's possible that these people are being, you know, re- recognizing an, an opportunity. Right. To, to rise into this conversation and be a hero of this, you know, or that, that they're part of some agenda to, you know, controlled opposition. These things are real. Right. Whether they are conspiracy theory or labeled that or not, it's very real. We can see with these operations around the world, bots and whatever else. There are people that get planted in these positions. And so just be skeptical. That's what I offer. Right? I mean, Moholtra has done a lot of good so far for waking people up to the fact that these things are not, you know, there's not some little area that, you know, these people in these positions should. He's like dangerous right? These things should not be used right now until we can prove, you know, and I'm, I'm glad he's doing that, but at the same time, just be skeptical. And this is what I want people to do with everything, whether it's the right candidate, the left candidate or anything else. It's like just in every choice that's made, like I'm saying this for like the uh, Ron DeSantis kind of like direction or, you know, whoever else it's like, just because you believe in them thus far, doesn't mean you shouldn't continue to question every single action that's made and whether or not something has changed. You know, it's like, we all fall in those traps today. And that's yeah. all Dude, be skeptical. Everybody question everything. I think it's good to be skeptical. I think sometimes people are overly skeptical. Like yep. when it comes to, for example, like Tulsi Gabbard, for example, 
I feel like people are so skeptical of Tulsi Gabbard. I am. And meanwhile, yeah, probably you too. People are so skeptical of her because of her WF connections and stuff. No, that too. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Meanwhile, she says things that, that people agree with, you know? And so I feel like as long as she keeps saying things that are the right things to say, then people should at least say, well, that's, you know, she's saying the right thing. I right? agree with that. I mean, that the words are right. You know, it, what she says is correct, whether or not it's, you know, whoever says it. That's the kind of point they make right. when you like reference someone's quote and they're like, oh, this person did this when they were 45. And I'm like, so what? I'm not even talking about right. the history. The words are right. correct. It's like, that's, that's the point. But I mean, it's, right. it's, but we have to factor in, as you know, that these people could just say what people want to hear. That's politics until they get right. to somewhere where they can abuse these situations. So I'm with you. I, I will happily say, yes, I agree with that. I just, it rings hollow for me right now for somebody who's like the two party illusion. And now I'm running for, <laughs> now I'm becoming a Republican. It's like, I just, none of this stuff adds up to me at all for somebody who can see through it. And I don't know. It's just, I, I'm skeptical. And I think we all should be, I don't buy, I, I'm call me pessimistic. I'm not, I, it's going to be maybe never again that I ever trust a politician. I don't think we should any at all, but I'm, you know, it's going to take a whole long time of actions in a row doing the right things for me to like, maybe believe that they are trying to do the right thing. I mean, it just, it's so hard to see how many times we've been fooled. You know, you can't act, you can't run like she did and then endorse the candidate. It just does. It's like Bernie endorsing Clinton. It's just like, okay, yeah. then none of this is real. It's just, it's ridiculous. Criminal, criminal, yeah. and I support her. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I hear you. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's impossible. And, and just yeah. DeSantis, like you said, he's got his own issues and people need to be cognizant of that. And then people yeah. need to be more skeptical of Trump too. People aren't Absolutely. skeptical enough of him either. And I hope so. these people do what they think they're going to do. Like you and I used to talk about, I, I hope that I wished Q was right. I wish these <laughs> special people in the government were going to save us all and be on our side the whole time. And, you know, but obviously that wasn't true. And I, we knew that from the beginning based on the fact that we could see, you know, new is a wrong word, but we expected and thought that was the case. And now we're seeing that to be the reality. I, you know, I just, I just, yeah, questioning all of this stuff is super important as it goes forward, I think. And I, you know, this is what the work is all about is being able to consider these things and question them. And that's what they don't want, you know, and, Again, it kind of speaks to the allowance of certain conversations. And I think we're going to see a lot of that in the midterms coming up, you know, that struck my pen, that we're going to see a lot of that happening in, you know, the who's hacking what. And, you know, it's OK to pretend that Russia is funding people, but not to argue that they're cheating in the election. You know, it's like it's just this right. weird, unexplainable, you know, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that since I bring it up? The election is going to be exciting. I mean, they're already saying that because of Twitter and because of people being able to get check marks that right, the election right. is going to be uh, screwed up and we're not going to be able to get accurate information. So um, I, <laughs> Isn't that I, the Twitter is the only place that we get information apparently, you know, <laughs> and it matters whether you have a, like if you have a check Mark, that means the information is reliable. Is that what you're trying to say? Because I, I love that whole topic. I'm like, because right now they're like, oh, like now the independent wrote an article going like now the blue check Mark is like a MAGA hat. Now you know who to avoid. And it's like, you know, all these people with their check marks. Oh, I, but there was an article. I don't know if you saw it came out today that apparently Elon Musk is revealed, or I guess through, through this process that, the previous, I don't know, administration, people, you know, whatever people, the previous Twitter uh, leadership 
had been selling to some degree these blue checks to right. people in power, right? And they, they sold them to them. And so it's just like, well, of course. And I said, this is why they're irritated now because now everybody has access to what they thought they were special for. You know, it's like they can't act like they're better than you in regard to a blue check. They'll find other ways, I'm sure. But, you know, right. it's, it's interesting. So they, the way that they're kind of losing their minds around this, it shows you, I don't know, what, what do you think? Do you think that Twitter, do you, is Elon going to save us all from the control of free speech and Twitter and everything else? Or what do you think? Well, I use Twitter a lot. So um, I use it to get information for my show and stuff. And I get a lot of information on there. So it is really important to me. Um, I I don't know what's, I don't know, like with the verification thing, I think verification should mean you are who you say you are. Mm-hmm. So if the verification is just that you pay, then I don't think that's good enough. Like, I don't think that's real verification. Um, well, if it is talking about verification, are they, they're just talking about the blue check. Like you yeah. are, you yeah, know, because verification is concerning to me. If we're, if that's where that's going, that's concerning whole digital ID, you know, right. loss of anonymity, you know, that's, that's where, that's where I think this is going. I think it's like a pipeline. But- to the great reset personally. That's what I assumed it was is mm-hmm. that I assumed it was something where you have to prove your ident- identity to get a check mark, but maybe that's not the case. Maybe I was just assuming too much because I, I always thought I always thought of a check mark as verification that oh, this is who they say they are and not an impo- an imposter basically like Donald Trump needs a check mark because there are a million fake Donald Trumps, right? And the same with other celebrities is, oh, that's why they have a check market. So, you know, that's the real account. So, um, and you have to somehow prove that you're that person and that's why you get verified or what. Yeah. I thought it was verified. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, that's essentially what the, what the general kind of like patchwork is, but I mean, it clearly it's become just like a status symbol, right? Right. Like you are in like, cause there are plenty of people as to your point that, or like, I think it was like Dr. McCullough or somebody else, Peter McCullough, they, they tried and they got refused. <laughs> it's right. like, these guys are like one of the leading doctors in this field and you don't give them a check. It's, it's political, right? And that's what it is. Right. They don't want them to get clout, you know? So yeah. that's, so if it does then turn into, you know, anybody can get it, but you have to verify your identity that, that that's a backdoor in my opinion. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's concerning. Yeah, that's what I assumed it was. And that, and I talked about it on my last show. I was like, well, I mean, you, you know, it is digital ID, but I mean, because the, the, the reason digital ID is really complicated to me is that I feel like real humans should have guaranteed free speech on the internet, mm-hmm. you know, like, <clears throat> but I don't think bots ne- should have guaranteed free speech. So how do you prove that you're a real human without getting into some form of digital ID? And that's where I thought Twitter was going. Well, let's poke into that. Why shouldn't bots have the same, I mean, because they're still being run by at the very least a person who's inputting the program to execute. So it's still, you know, what, what, what do you, what's your, what's your line there? Why do you think that shouldn't happen? Well, I can see why you should be able to restrict bots. That's all. Like, like you should. It seems like you should be able to restrict what bots do. Well, and, I, I think I would. I would say restrict them in regard to being present, right? Like, so yeah. if you just if you can prove they're a bot, delete it. They're a bot. They're being right. abusing your terms of service or whatever. But right. until that proof, there shouldn't be any restrictions because it's the same problem. You you're allowing a caveat to where people can be like. 
well, we think like, you know, Syrian girl is a bot, right? Censor her because it's not real. But, you know, they're not, though. You know, it's like people in positions of power can always abuse them. Like, that's why I just when it comes to these things like things like free speech and, you know, it's absolute. It has to be right. That's kind of where I see that going. But I agree with your ideas that these things need to be defined. And I think that they're abusing our our desire to see these things change. And it just it's suddenly not just about change. It's becoming like the inverse of what it was before, sort of like the interesting concept of like racism in society today. It's like, well, you know, th- there's a community of people. And I don't even, I honestly don't even think it's like the I think it's a false concept that's being driven by politics and talking points, but that where there are people that are like not wanting equality, they want the inverse of the situation. They want pe- white right. people to suffer because of what happened, you know, whatever else. And it's like, well, that's not equality. Then you're not really being honest about what you want for the people that think that way. I'm not saying that's everybody. Same kind of thing here. You know, it's like you're, we're being fooled into thinking we want to see these people suffer when a lot of them deserve to, right? Whether it's like people in power, media, whatever else, but then we're calling for their censorship, right? We're calling for them to be, right? So what do you think about that? I don't think we should call for anybody's censorship. And mm-hmm. I always, you know, and um, I don't think we should be calling for anybody's censorship over anything. And so, for example, um Ethan Klein got censored over his Holocaust joke, right? Are you familiar with that? Oh, he's the guy that runs the H3H3 podcast. Okay. You, huge, you feel free to say it on here. I don't care if you want to. podcast on um, YouTube. Like people would know who he is. What was and it? Give me it was, he said, uh, if there's another Holocaust, he hopes Ben Shapiro is the first one to go. Oh God. Yeah. Well, see, I, I would, I'd be the first one to say that that's in poor taste. I mean, it is, it's just, <laughs> but you have a right to say it, right? <laughs> it's, it's free speech, right? Yeah. Like I've, I've done stand up comedy before. I like, I think things are, I think things that are outrageous and racist and stuff can be really funny. That and be the reality for stand up comedians, right? You push that limit. Right. And right. they all used to say this. And like, that's why some of these really shock level comedians, you know, were, I mean, do you remember uh, Jesselnick? What was his name? It was something Jesselnick? Anyway, mm. I forget. It. He had a show, and the whole point was like everything he did was like further than I've ever seen anybody go. Like you know, like making jokes about you know dead children after there's a du- she, like he'd be on Twitter being like making a joke like at the most inappropriate time, and it right. was but it was clear that he wasn't he was doing it because that's what his shtick was, you know, and it's right. like. And it, that's comedy for you. And the, the, that's within the realms of free speech. There are no barriers for free speech. Just, it just kills me that, that right. all these inching movements we've seen are adding up to what we're seeing today, where we are being, we're not allowed to just even speak our opinion, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Like for me, I like things that are really offensive. And I, that's why I guess I get myself in trouble because I say things that some people think are really offensive and to me are just either funny or whatever. And so anyway, this guy, Ethan Klein got censored and it was because of a right wing attack on him, basically, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That he ended up getting censored by YouTube. And I thought to myself, well, that sucks because he shouldn't have been censored. First of all, he's Jewish. So Mm -hmm. if anybody should be able to make a Holocaust joke, it's a Jewish person. And line up with their broken logic about everything else, right? (laughs) (laughs) Racist, so why not? Right. Right. So, but uh, so I didn't like it that nobody stood up really to say that he shouldn't have been censored because basically they don't like the guy. He's left wing, right? And they're also afraid. You don't want that's a that's a 
very sensitive topic and everybody knows, right. you know, it's like you, you stick your finger in there, you're going to be called racist and everybody knows that. So right. Right. Like, that, that's a problem with a lot of the stuff today too, is that people, I don't even want to just say choose their battles. There's a lot of people out there in the independent media that are, you know, they, they, they will completely shun their friends and their, their colleagues the moment that they become too hot in certain topics, you know? And I think that's, it's just, there's a level of cowardice there, you know? And I just think that mm-hmm. needs to, I'm not going to call anybody out. I just like, I would never do that. You know, I will stand by people that I believe are doing what they believe is right at all, no matter what, because that's, that's what we should do. That's, that's, that's courage in this, this hard field today where, you know, we're being told we can't say certain things, you know, but that happens a lot in these larger kind of overlapping platforms where, you know, they just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's that we've seen the evolution of the conversation, you know, and, and it's there like the same thing we're saying before is where it's like, okay, well no, I guess it's kind of okay for their half normie audience to say this topic. You know, it's like, I just wish people would, stand by what they believe in. Anyway, my rant's over. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's it. It's just, it's, I, I don't, I, I don't think anyone should be censored. And that's where I think people should be coming from with what, you know, what their angle is rather mm-hmm. than, because sometimes you'll see the right attack people as if they should, they should be censored, right. you know, for right. what they're saying. And and I always think that's the wrong way to go with it. Um, you know, I got something you're going to find interesting. I just thought of this. I thought of this the other day. So you covered a lot when there, you know, and it still happens, but like the whole kind of like woke, you know, like shut it. It's like, you know, take hands full of bolts shaking saying like, no, you can't speak. You can't say anything like a Jordan Peterson rallies where they just stand up and just don't let them talk. Like, it's not even about engagement. It's just like, you're, you're not allowed to be here. Right. That was ridiculous. I mean, it's just like childish, ridiculous. Like there's no meaning to that other than we are, we don't want you to be allowed to do that. Right. It's just childish. Well, there's a lot of that happening today from the right. And people don't, haven't really connected this where you're like, I'm not, look, I'm not saying that these people don't deserve to be called out and you, and not, and, and I want even one more point. They, I'm not saying they don't deserve to have the right, or they don't have the right to stand up and scream wherever they want to. It's free speech, but you can't criticize what they were doing and then stand up in a rally or an Obama speech and be like, yeah, just yell over the top of everybody. Like, sure, make your points. But there was no there's no effort to engage. The whole point clearly was about stopping them from talking, making a clip so everyone sees it and just yelling out the things you want to be heard. And fine, you have a right to do that. But we have a right to go. Well, isn't that exactly what you were making fun of when the left was doing the same thing? Like, I see too much of that today. And I just mm-hmm. it frustrates me. So what are your thoughts on that? Have you noticed that that overlap? Um, well, I just, I do, um, I, I have, I, I have noticed, well, there's obviously hypocrisy every, uh, everywhere. Um, you know, people are going to criticize something that some people do and then do the same thing themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but there is a, there are people on the right who do believe like who are fascist. Well, people, if you go to the extreme, like Nick Fuentes or something, Hmm. I mean, he'll tell you he wants to shut down liberals, you know, like he wants them censored. He wants them taken out of society, you know, and there is this thing on the right. I even saw an art, an argument in this in the federalist where they're like, Oh no, big government is good as long as it's us in charge. Of course. You know? that, that's and, the government. Go ahead. Yeah. And, and I'm like, well, people really need to be aware because the left calls the right fascist, but people need to be aware that there are people on the right who wish the government did more to suppress things, you know? Oh, totally. Um, and, and the left, left too, obviously, right? Like it's, it's yeah. on all sides. Like, yeah. 
Go ahead. I, yeah, I, yeah, the left is is fascist, you know, certainly. But but people have to be aware that when the left says that, it, they're they're crazy and they're the fascist ones. But there are people on the right who who actually do want bigger government right. and more, and they would approve of censorship of the left and you know certain kinds of authoritarian things. That's so it's not. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, nobody's, nobody's perfect. It's just strange though, that we can't, you know, like, so what's, this is why I have a hard time giving any, like, not just going, well, that's their opinion. Like there's more to that. Like, how can you realistically make the argument that it's okay that we have this power and then what, just hope that somebody, a Democrat never again gets voted into power. Like what kind of ridiculous, or maybe they're aware that that doesn't not even how it goes anymore. And that it's your vote doesn't actually matter. You know, it's like, I mean, how do you take, there's no only, the only ways you could take that are counter to the general consensus, you know, like, like you're putting power in people's hands that will eventually be abused and probably in the hands that you're pointing at just because you don't think they're the bad guys. Doesn't mean they're not going to do bad things to people on the other side or whatever else. Like, I don't know. I just, why do people still buy this stuff? It just seems very transparent to me. Well, you know, people are stuck in their ways. People want to believe in government. People want to believe in leaders. People want, and people want to control. People want control. You know, people want to be in charge and they want to be the ones to make decisions for other people. And, you know, that's the thing that's wrong. And And the libertarian side kind of understands that. And there are a few people understand that. But the thing that's wrong is trying to control other people. And, you know, and so where the right goes wrong is where they're like, well, it's wrong to control us, but we'd like to control, you know, we'd like to be in control and be able to say what you can do. Right. I just wish there was honest people that hear like right after that statement is said, let's just all laugh out loud. Like, did you really just say that? Like, so are you, you're not aware of how stupid that sounds? Like, you're literally like, this is really bad, but we're going to do it though. Cause we're good. It's like, right. I, I just don't, who, I, again, I just find it hard to believe that people who can have just a basic level intelligence can hear that and not be at the very least be like, yeah, that's contradictory, but I like these people. So I'm going to side with them. You know, right. there's, I think and this is where I'm getting at today in general is that I really do think that the one thing that's really starting to kind of fall back on all this and to kind of dissolve in front of us is that their majority is not what we've been told it was. Like there's a huge kind of a shifting grouping of people in this middle area that everyone's fighting over. You know what I mean? And they're not, the majority has never really been what we think it is. People are like the whole vaccine things really shown us that like they had to threaten and force and coerce just to get the majority in the numbers. And then now look at the bivalent, like what, five, six, 7% of people that have even gotten right. that, you know, it's like, it's breaking in front of them. Right. So I think yeah. I'm finally seeing, what do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that shows you how things have changed. And I think the election is gonna, I have a feeling that people are lying to pollsters about who they're going to vote for too. So even though it's a, uh, even though that's again, a Democrat Republican thing, like I do think a lot of people are coming around to a different way of thinking that's different from what they've been hearing and what their friends have been saying and stuff. And they're not exactly willing to say it, but it shows you with the vaccine uptake that, you know, if only 6% of people are getting the new vaccine, then obviously, yeah, you know, the programming's not working. Yeah. Like at the very least, they're just kind of like, I'm just going to pause for a minute. Like I'm yeah. confused, like something's going wrong. They're not telling me the truth. Like something's going on. I mean, it just shows you there that there's, they've, 
you know, there's a glitch in the matrix here and they've lost control of kind of where it's going. And that's what I think a lot of stuff that's happening right now is, is more manipulative than usual. You know, the social engineering, these weird allowances and, you know, monkeypox and RSV, tridemics and Delmacron and all this, you know, this ridiculousness that's just out of nowhere. And I think it's just kind of like, it's, it's kind of like the maximized version of pushing you back into your chair. Like, just go back to sleep. Like, it's going to get even more ridiculous. And I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I genuinely think that that's not going to happen. I, again, I question that's ever been the case. I just think they're you know, on overdrive to achieve this right now. And, you know, and, and we're, we're seeing it in real time, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. what, what, what platforms before I get past this, what platforms have you been censored on and have you been censored recently? Yes. Uh, well, YouTube primarily, mm-hmm. I'd say YouTube is maybe the worst censorship. It's much worse than Twitter because Twitter, I've only been censored once. And that was almost, I almost did it on purpose because I said something that I knew, uh, was something that they ban you for. So <laughs> because I thought, because I saw other people saying it, I was like, Oh, people aren't getting banned right now for saying this, which they were getting banned for before. And then I got banned for it. So I was like, Oh, okay. Um, but YouTube is the worst. Um, and I was censored for some vaccine thing, which I didn't even understand, which they said was medical inform- misinformation, which wasn't. And then I got censored for talking about what Kanye West said, you know, yeah. which, which is just a dangerous area to get into. Um, but I've been trying to get around it. I mean, that new, that censor, you know, that censorship is the latest thing is them censoring uh, Kanye or they didn't censor Kanye. Actually, that's hmm. the weird thing. You know, it's the weirdest thing about this, this is kind of a, a point that's gaining prominence in the conversation is like, you know, let, let's recognize that, you know, whatever person we're talking about, that this overwhelming like woke attack on somebody like him and canceling bank accounts and all this stuff. It's like there are all sorts of wildly unsavory people that are like or like open authoritarians or, you know, Epstein is the point that circulates, didn't get his bank account shut down. Right. Or right. just like Maxwell still has her bank account. Like, how do we rationalize that kind of action? And you could make that point in a zillion different ways today about how people get attacked. And then there's like, you know, like I made the point about the overlap of like a Nazi thing with like David Duke still has all sorts of access to banking. And, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's just such a strange thing. Like, what are your thoughts on that? And why do you think that's, you know, well, I'm, 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 uh, it's one of the reasons that I favor government regulation in the sense that I favor the government saying you can't restrict, you know, speech basically. So telling banks, like, I feel like a bank of pay, like PayPal and then social media services should not be allowed to censor people for yeah. saying things that are illegal, basically. And that banks certainly shouldn't be able to shut down your services. The thing with Kanye or Ye is that they said they had already closed his bank account before he started saying the stuff about Jewish people. So that that's what they said. That's what was reported was that the email that um, Candace circulated was from before the white lives matter thing. And before the other stuff, so he might have, and he had already talked shit about them on yeah. his Instagram. Right. So right. it could be that they just wanted to end the business relationship and that it wasn't related to this other stuff. So I hope so. Like, I hope he can still get banking services, even though I uh, controversially said that I thought he should apologize. 
because oh. you know, I thought that was fair for him to do. But. Yeah, because you know, you and I have always maintained, and this this is, I mean, and I think being proven to be, you know, basically this conversation's evolved since the the very, like since you and I met, and we've talked about this forever ago. Like the concept of you know the Overton window on Israel has exploded, right? I mean, everyone's pointing out that they're an apartheid state. It's you know when we first started talking about this the argument was Palestine's not real and they're all terrorists, right? Like think about how ridiculous that is to what we can see today. Right. But, but there's a fair point to be made about the over represent, like to say, just like the Jews are all this or that that's stupid period. Right. I mean, that's not the reality. And you could argue, like I, I make the joke. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's 1% or 59%. The point is you can't just broad brush people in general. That's just, that's ridiculous. Right. That my, right. my neighbor, that, you know, whatever these Jewish people, if you had a baby, is he now the person, is he now part of that? You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make sense in that context, but you can argue, and I've made this very clear, that the Zionist part of this is absolutely gigantic. And there's Orthodox Jewish communities inside of Israel that actively call that out. They've they've stolen the idea of Judaism. They're bastardizing it and using it for their political purpose. That's what they're talking about. And they, that's why they get right. attacked by IDF, right? The point is that that is fair, and that does include Jewish people. And there's plenty of Jewish people that are Zionists that are actively manipulating things around the world and in this country. These are provable facts today. That's, not, that's in no way trying to say that the Jews are one thing or not. And that's the problem is they try to couch it in there, as you and I have dealt with all this time, you know, like anybody says, look at what the Israeli government just did by bombing that country. Oh, you're a racist. It's like, what? How does that even connect? You know, but that's what's happening. And so this conversation has been dragged into the line. And but your point was to get back to what you said is that he, as far as I understand it, I really didn't. I, there's so many other things going on, but that he did kind of term it that way, right? Where it was like all of this is all of that, and is that the point? And so there's a there's a level that yeah. should be. I, w- I misspoke or whatever, right? Yeah, that, that that was my thoughts on it is basically he said the Jewish media and he kind of, and also when he was in his interview with Lex Friedman, he kind of implied that Lex Friedman was acting on behalf of other Jewish people trying to censor him and stuff. And I felt like it, it was, um, you can talk about overrepresentation and then they'll still call you anti-Semitic. Right. Um, right. But at least that within their own communities about how like they'll have discussions and podcasts or whatever and make like jokes amongst themselves about because it's not it's not. No, I mean, Adam Sandler can make an entire song about. Jews. Right. <laughs> it's like obviously there's something to it. But, you know, again, just pointing out the obvious in this topic becomes racist because, you know, exactly the point you're making. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, well, that's the thing is like, I got censored for hate speech, even though I said what Kanye West said was anti-Semitic and because technically it was, and the Nazis did say the Jewish media and they did say Jews control entertainment and stuff. And so it is true that the Nazis did say that. So I can understand why. So I thought he should, I thought he should apologize and he might've gotten, he might've saved his, adidas deal if he had apologized um but then but then this stuff about forcing people to apologize then embarrassing Kyrie irving i just thought oh that's just it's just too much it's too much too much trying to control people Mm -hmm. you know what they say what they do um and it's definitely touched a nerve the latest i think the the yay thing was one thing, and then this Kyrie Irving thing on top of it. It's such a nerve, particularly I think with black people um, who feel like it's who feel like it's kind of racist against them, um, you know, to go after these black guys. I you guess. could make that argument. I don't see it as being. I just think it's just attacking on anybody that steps into this conversation, regardless of race. Right? It doesn't right. even matter. Like, it, but right. but I think it's interesting that what it comes down to yet again regardless of how you think about it 
Of course they have a right to make that argument. Like, think, just in, to, to realize how ridiculous it is. And, you know, of course, the argument of the history is why this is like a sensitive topic and valid points we made about history. But the point is, you insert anything else in there. Just pick any other grouping of people. Are we not allowed to argue like this group is influencing this part or this, that? Like, of course we are. Like, that's yeah. just simple discussion, but that one's off limits. It shows you, like, it's that classic discussion, you know, to know, to see who rules over you, that you, talk, you know, what you're not allowed right. to discuss. And what I'm talking about when I say that is the Zionist control over this conversation and making anything even related to the Zionist political movement or their foreign policy murder about Jews. And that's the ridiculous part about it, you know, and there's an obvious, but again, I think that's literally falling apart right now. People are seeing through these lies one by one and either over fixation from the media that pretends that their opinion is what everyone thinks, which we're all seeing. That's not true. Are just trying to shout these people down and good for them. Or uh, is, it, is it Kyrie Irving? Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Kyrie, mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for him for standing up and, and, and just shouting him down and in the, the, you know, they just kept trying to ask his questions and he's just like, just shut up about it, man. Like you guys are yeah. just not about sports. You know, it's like, I think people are seeing through it and I think they've, they've kind of lost the, the plot with this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is crazy. I mean, because you have podcasters like, you know, Adam green, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Like he just got called out by the ADL and he is very right. critical of, of <laughs> well, yeah, right. But he well, was, he was in there forever. He was in their thread about how uh, Twitter people need to cancel Twitter ads. They said, Adam green, this anti-Semitic podcaster, but Adam green says the craziest stuff about Christians that you've mm-hmm. ever heard. Like he says that Jesus didn't even exist, which is so heretical to Christians. And, you know, it is a conspiracy theory that some people believe that Jesus didn't exist, that he was made up by the Romans to control the population and stuff like that. Um, But he's, he's totally and completely allowed to have his Christian conspiracy theories. Um, But when it comes to talking about Judaism, which Judaism is weird, like Judaism does say that the Goyim aren't as good, right? So you should be able to be critical of religion, of um, but you're not, you know, you're, you're just not in this case. And people are starting, you know, that's why hashtag the noticing is trending on Twitter and stuff. Right. Because people are noticing. You're, what you're pointing out though, it's the contradictions we're seeing everywhere, right? It's like, you're, we're just, we're not, they're, it's not adding up for people anymore, you know? And, okay. and like your, to your point there is that, you know, Obviously, it's completely okay to call out Christianity in every possible which way and make fun of it and make memes about it and whatever else. And, and you have a right to. Of course you do. But it's ob- It's like this gigantic glaring contradiction that you just can't with this one thing, you know, and that shows you there's something going on there. I mean, it's as simple yeah. as that, you know, just because it's offensive doesn't mean you're not allowed to do it, you know. And right. what's interesting about the whole Christianity thing is you point out what it says in there, but you could, you know, this is what I've always pointed out. You could take the Quran. You know, find all sorts of things in there. But, you know, we, we love as Christians, I'm a Christian, to, we, we love to ignore all the really ridiculous things in the Bible that are just as equally crazy and over the top and, and violent and whatever else. And just, oh, those are old. We don't practice that anymore. But hey, <laughs> leave it all. You know, it's like, come on. You know, <laughs> it's just funny. Uh-huh.
Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I mean, when you have uh, religion based on like animal sacrifice and stuff, I mean, I mean, that's weird enough. Like the Jews want to build a temple where they sacrifice animals again. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I mean, if, if that's the case, and there's, I argue there's plenty of people that don't believe that's what they should do. And that there's, you know, there's like same thing. You could find extremist Christians that have, you know, that literally take like verbatim what it says there as absolute fact, you know, and things like that. That's the same kind of point. You know, anyway, the point is simply that you should have have a right to say these things and you you could even take it further and say is you could you have a right to say any of this stuff anything even you take it a step further and argue that it doesn't exist or that they are this way or it's all of them whatever you it, as much as i would disagree and i would say that you're you know that you're conflating things you're wrong or you're being offended whatever you have a right to do it and we know this this is the point that the problem is that they're trying to draw these arbitrary lines and they're using things they know people are already afraid to poke into to kind of build that and that's what's been going on with, with the idea of anti-Semitism for a long time. Of course, that's a real thing. People are racist. It does exist. But it's obviously mm-hmm. being overcompensated now. And I think maybe to a large degree, I, I mean, I actually don't, haven't seen this, that part of the conversation this prominent in a long time. You know, mm-hmm. maybe they're just trying to desperately bring this back up and kind of conflate it. But it does overlap with the whole white supremacy, right extremist, vanilla ISIS psyop. So what do you think of that? Do you think that's why that's happening? And you know what, what you, you mean because it overlaps with white supremacy because because people are treating it like white supremacy you mean no 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 like like that con- yay I can't stand that <laughs> <laughs> he is a right he's perceived on the right right and so right now it makes sense for this whole over the top thing to happen as they're trying to paint this narrative that all the MAGA people are white supremacist, right? right like crazy. It's, it's the vanilla ISIS psyop. I mean, because it, right. it's bigger than just this country. As I painted with Ukraine, the Azov movement, that the Charlottesville March was the Azov movement's international arm. These are all provable facts. You, I don't know if you know that, but that's that's that whole mm-hmm. Charlottesville March. They were connected with part of their movement. The CIA has been building that movement since 1948 in these countries. It's all documented, right? So there's an effort here to use fascism for their own agenda, like the Mujahideen and Soviet mm-hmm. Union. They've done it many times. So I think what now is happening is that it's becoming a, a ploy against Americans. They're dividing us, and it's important for what they're trying to accomplish. They're trying to divide us everywhere. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if this whole, you know, suddenly this comes back up in this prominent point. They wanting us all to dive in and do what we're doing now, so they can go, oh, you know, look what he said, and there they're on this side, and you know, it, it's they're trying to paint this narrative about how people are, you know, that we genuinely have a white supremacist problem in this country, you know, while they're funding Nazis in Ukraine. Like I don't know, what do you think about yeah. that? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's like they ca- keep calling Trump a anti-semite um like isn't that crazy i mean i I think to myself what like that's the craziest (laughs) thing to call donald trump is like he loves jewish people and he's wild (laughs) it's ridiculous (laughs) so yeah it's it it is it is crazy and then and then just to call everybody on one side Uh, yeah i saw somebody proposed to me oh you think they're doing this on purpose just to get people to say things that then they're going to call them anti-semites and stuff and yeah i don't know i don't know I, I think that's always a level of this, but that's like rung one. Like that's not even like on the playing field for what's happening in like the big scene, in my opinion, like the big agenda and things happening. But yeah, obviously, I mean, anytime they can get people to say the thing they want to use against you, well, that's always there, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's bigger than that right now, you know, but again, we're just theorizing, you know, just guessing into the wind about what we see is happening here. But I think it's interesting taking history into account and into, into account and how it's being used against us right now and, and how they're 
rapidly driving forward the suppression of your speech everywhere, whether in UK, the United States, you know, passing laws, Canada, about what the medical misinformation, general statements about the election. You know, I mean, I, I, I truly believe that it's getting this dark because we've made more headway than I think we've ever done, had in independent media. Like there's a lot more happening now, awareness than I think I've ever seen in my life. So they're desperate to make the average person think that it's never been worse. And maybe they're genuinely doing that. It's darkest for the dawn kind of a thing. But, you know, I guess to finish, you know, where, where do you see all this going? You know, do you think that we're going to be able to get ahead of this or are we, are we already lost? You know, where, what's your kind of thoughts into the future where this is going? Well, I have to say that I think what happens with Twitter is important. And so we'll have to see what happens there because, because important people hang out on Twitter and form their opinions there and get their information there. So hopefully Elon Musk can get it right um, and allow more free speech. I mean, Twitter wasn't that bad, you know, compared to other platforms. Yeah. I mean, it's all perspective, I think, you know, yeah. someone's been censored seven times. I disagree. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is bad because it banned people like Dr. Malone, Dr. McCullough, you right. and people who spread, who said real things, but you are allowed to say a lot of different things and not get censored, um, which you definitely can't say on YouTube, for example, or, or even on TikTok. Um, so in the, in the sense that it will get better and the right things I think the only thing they need humans for is to make sure things don't trend that they don't want to trend basically. Right, right. So now we're going to see different things trending. Um, I, I think that would be the difference. And uh, so I think it's important to see what happens there. I don't know if it's going to work out. Per, I don't know how much to believe in Elon Musk. Hmm. I really don't like, I'm not sure if he is really smart or if he's just lucky you know what? Uh, I'm only just now remembering that you have this whole long thing with Elon Musk about like your work. And like, the, I forgot about that. <laughs> you were like covering how you think he's kind of like a huckster, right? Like he's been lying about the rockets and. Yeah, know, I thought, I thought he was faking the rockets, but then I saw a rocket landing in person. Cause I live near a space. Oh, I live near a space force base. Now it used to be an air force base. Now it's a space force base. So it's just funny. I'm like, Oh, space force base. Weird. And uh, they, they yeah. launched Tesla rockets from there and stuff. So people around, some of the people around here work for Tesla and stuff. Yeah, or I'm sorry, for SpaceX. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're rocket scientists. And but I actually saw the rocket land. But yeah, I had a thing with Elon Musk, and I would have, I thought Tesla was a great stock to short a long time ago before it went to the moon. But I yeah. didn't. I never did it. But I always thought I was. I was always skeptical about Elon Musk's businesses. Whenever I hear him talk, he doesn't sound that smart. You know, to me, yeah. um, that's the weird thing. You, you look at look at his, his examples. I mean, you're not wrong here. Look, if if again, this is a good point to make about whether or not this this gives you insight, anybody insight into what's currently happening. He's got a history. Look, like look at just the the, the Teslas in general. 
Like I think that it was the reason you thought it was smart to short that is because it was obviously not. I mean, every other day you saw a report about a car of Tesla crashing into the back of something or catching on fire. Right. It was, I mean, right. any other car company would have pulled these things off the market by then, but no, but they're driving around car driverless cars all over the place. Like how is that even possible? Right. But somehow it kept going and kept, because I think there's more happening behind the scenes, the whole overlap with right. what they're doing in regard to, not just the Starlink and brain chip stuff, but there's more happening, I think, with Elon's overlap with this whole thing. And I think you're, the point is, if it was an honest situation, it probably would have been dropped quite a bit. But e even the weird truck or whatever that thing was called, that weird, he in introduced that weird crappy truck that never went anywhere, yeah. you know, like there's yeah. sorts of things like that. So I think yeah. you might have been, and just the world's not honest. Well, I think now uh, the stock, I think now the stock's in trouble. I mean, it's, it's, the, you know, the stock market is a whole other area where, mm -hmm. you know, where, where, where everything has been overvalued because of the bubbles and stuff. So I feel like it's still Tesla isn't worth more than other car companies that actually sell millions of cars where Tesla yeah. doesn't sell that many cars. Um, and the stock makes it seem like it is worth all that much more. And I've seen some of the new electric cars, like I've seen the new electric BMW. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I'd much rather have that than a Tesla. So I don't know now that competition is going to come on the market, whether, but we'll, we'll see. I really hope the best. I think it, uh, I think it's better that Elon Musk took over Twitter than if he hadn't. And uh, people have, and so for people who want to call out Elon Musk or say, oh, this is all part of the evil plot, I still think it's better that he wants free speech and says he wants free speech, you know, even if he is a huckster and a scammer. Um, the fact that he says that and wants to implement that in some way is a good thing. And so we'll just have to see how it works out. And then um, depending on how that works out, because he's talking about implementing video too. So um, which did you used to do your show on Periscope? Uh, yeah, sure. You did. Yeah, I've got yeah. censored numerous times via the Twitter accounts and so on. So I might yeah. still do on Periscope. But yeah, go ahead. Well, Periscope, I think they shut it down, right? But so Yes, but there's still an application that has the same symbol. Like you still use it. You can still pump it through Twitter and it's like the same idea. It's not, you're right. Oh, the, you Periscope, the, the, the company name, I think, is gone, but they still have like a, a, a service. Can not you still live stream? Yeah. So, I, so he's talking about, but Elon Musk is talking about monetizing video okay. for, for Twitter too. So just, and then Twitter used to have Vine before TikTok. Right. which was basically the same thing, but I guess didn't have as good an algorithm. So um, we'll see if he resurrects Vine and then that could change things. But um, it's difficult. It's a difficult situation. I mean, you see what advertisers did with um, Twitter in that they just basically all pulled their ads. And so I don't know how he's, and he, and you see how he's met with the ADL and he's met with all these people and he's saying he's going to appease them and that they're still going to censor and that they're going to get a censorship council together and who knows who's going to be on the council. Um, so it's not like things are necessarily looking the greatest, um, but I still have, I still have some hope, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make it on YouTube, staying within the rules as the rules continually change. Um, and I hope it, because I've seen other people like Russell Brand and Jimmy Dore 
who have big successful YouTube channels talking about generally mm-hmm. things that matter, um, even if they're not allowed to specifically <laughs> go well, into the They've things. said things that we got censored for. Right. Yeah. There are things right now that we still are censored for. So it's just I'm I'm you know, I, I will happily point out the, the fact that it's millions of views and people are seeing this thing he said. That's good, right? Either way, but I'm just very skeptical. I find it yeah. hard to understand why that makes sense. And I even people far more prominent than us have been censored like weeks before they were like suddenly able to be, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just I'm just having a hard time understanding how that is honest, but I'm hoping Yeah. That. Yeah, it's definitely a two-tiered system. Where if you're kind of, if you're already at a certain level, mm-hmm. you get treated a little differently than just your average podcaster or right. YouTuber, you know, and you get certain kinds of benefits that not everybody else gets. Um, but it's still, I, you still have to say, okay, well, it's still good. It's mm-hmm. still good that Russell Brand has 6 million subscribers or whatever he has. And it's still good that Jimmy Dore has what he has going on. So I still appreciate that. And, you know, I'm just going to see what they'll allow me to do, you know, um, yeah, what they'll well, allow me to do in the same platforms. I- I'm not hopeful that it's going to work. You know, I feel like when, you know, you, you know, you give, you acquiesce to something with the, you know, people that aren't honest, it's only going to end up more and more and more. But I, you know, I, I hope it works in general, but I, I, I ultimately think that, you know, the Twitter part of this, you know, it's, it's hard not to see like, we don't, it, either way, whether it's like an agenda where it's like a part of a plan or he's just taking advantage of the situation, you know, I will always hope Elon Musk is who I'm speaking of. I always hope that, like I did with Trump, that they're right and I'm wrong, that he is going to save everything and free speech and so on, you know, but it just doesn't, it, it rings hollow right now with everything that's happening. You know, like you mentioned the censorship council and all these different things that are happening. It, it, it's just like, even for instance, the advertising, right? Elon Musk already came out early and said, this was about our data, right? So it's interesting that we see the advertisers pull at a time, which then in turn justifies the need for him to sell your data which by the way, was always going to be what happened. So is that organic or are we watching this puppet show in front of us where these things are being ushered in? You know, like at the end of the day, it, here's this, here's a good overlap that I just thought of. Like the whole, I always reference the, um, um, Guantanamo Bay where, you know, before Trump, it was, everybody agreed it was terrible and bad. We need to stop at both sides. And then suddenly Trump's elected and it's a symbol of freedom. Like it's just an obvious, ridiculous change, which just makes no sense. And so in the same way, are we watching that happen right now where suddenly Elon Musk taking your data to, to, to make sure we can maintain the free speech platform is a good thing because it's for the right, right reasons. It's the same thing you meant before about the tr- Republicans going, we should censor them because we're the good guys. I just, I see this everywhere right now. The writing is on the wall in that regard. And I hope I'm wrong, but I just, I'm, I'm scared yeah. that people are quickly taking the bait that they want you to, you know, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I mean, you know, it is interesting. Like one of the things that I actually have Twitter blue, I signed up for it. It gives you a few benefits. Like you can upload longer videos and stuff. That's what that and, is. Okay. Yeah. Like eight videos, people, I was wondering how they can do that. Yeah. Yeah. You can upload longer videos and stuff, which is cool. And actually I signed up for it back when they did this NFT connection thing and I was into NFTs, but I'm not anymore. Um, but one of the things they say that they're going to do is give you half the ads and give you better ads. And I was like, Oh, well, if they're to give you better ads, that means they have to track you more and know more about you 
to be able to target you. So is the Twitter blue thing all about just getting more information from you? Because actually that's beneficial to them to have more information about you. So, because then they can target you more and you're worth more to them. So it is kind of like uh, people are going to be signing up for something that uh, actually allows them to be monitored even more and gets them. And also the thing about the $8 is you don't, one thing that's great about Twitter and one thing that's unique about Twitter and why you need to have anonymous users is you don't need to prove your identity to use the website. You don't actually even need to give them a phone number, but they really want you to, and they keep suspending or they kept suspending Katie's account because she didn't have a phone number, but you can operate a Twitter account with just an email address right now. And so, and actually that's what you want to do because, you know, everything you say can be held against you. Right. So uh, if they don't know it's you, it's actually better in a lot of cases. So Yeah. Yeah, it could be a control mechanism and and there's no reason to trust Elon Musk and um there's no reason to fully trust Elon Musk for yeah. sure. And and he's definitely done a lot of things that are completely boneheaded. Like some of his companies are ridiculous like the boring company in his vacuum sealed uh train concept concept that never went anywhere and was completely insane. Um, so he, he's had some ideas that weren't good. So we'll see how it works with Twitter. You know, people are predicting that it's just going to fail, but I don't think, I don't think it's that complicated to run Twitter. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of, you know, it's just a matter of how he finances it and whether it's even good for advertising. Like, I don't even know if it's worth it to advertise on Twitter. Maybe that's why the, everybody's pulling their ads because yeah. they don't get anything out of it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, regardless, I, they, this is the right. We just need to ask questions, right? That's all I want to continue to caution people on is let's just not buy because it aligns with our partisan sides that th- this is the right thing or wrong thing. Like, let's just question these things going forward. You know, mm-hmm. it's so easy for us to accept that something is the truth because it aligns with what we already think. I was watching your video earlier about the whole Pelosi thing and like the NBC deleting that video. Just on the last point on the way out, you know, it's like our first inclination myself included is to go oh it was true and that's why they deleted it maybe not right i mean like it's so funny how quickly we're like oh they said the thing that makes sense for what we thought so therefore that's the truth and so now that's kind of the circulating point that oh well he was a friend and they lied about it and it's like well okay hold the pump the brakes a minute like that's i'm interested too and that could be the truth or maybe nbc actually got it wrong they are bad at their job we're always calling them out for lying and then when they actually pull up you know we go oh that was the truth it's so funny you know, I just, well, I just really want everyone to pump the brakes and, you know, all of us, myself included, you know, we have just to self-reflect on all this and see how we can be very ch- clearly channeled politically by using things that they already know we want to see, you know, and that's Twitter is a huge example of that. So just caution. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, on, on the way out here, Nathan, anything else you wanted to uh, shout out, you know, upcoming work, new ventures? Well, you want to check out um, main, yeah, mainly get some, uh, some vagabond t-shirts and you can get, I have the propaganda t-shirt on now, go to truthclothing.io, put in vagabond at checkout. So I give credit to, um, to Ryan, even though anything you buy of his, he automatically gets, and then, uh, watch me on, I'm at lift the veil on YouTube and podcast 
you can find me that way by just searching for Lift the Veil. And you can find me at Substack at lifttheveil.substack.com. And if you follow me there at lifttheveil.substack.com, then you get everything. You'll get uh, the, I mean, you won't see the live shows, but you will. And then obviously I'm on Rockfin at rockfin.com slash lifttheveil. I do my live show every weekday at around 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern time. And it's about an hour show. And uh, so tune in for it and that'd be cool. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, I always nice talking with, I always enjoy talking with you, Nathan. I just feel like yeah. you know, there's a refreshing amount of objectivity and, and insight, you know, a lot of just everyone today, you know, we all have our, our areas, you know, and I, in myself, I'm like every day I'm like challenging. And I, I find myself getting pulled into certain conversation. I'm like, they're just going to stand back. And sometimes I'm like, take a whole day. I just need to, refresh my mind, you know, cause we all get pulled in there's so much social engineering happening today. So I appreciate yeah. the conversation and the discussion and I hope people will check out your work and the, the, the t-shirts and everything else. So thank you for being here, brother. It's a good conversation. Thanks. Thanks Ryan. Good talking to you. And as always question, everything come to your own conclusions, stay vigilant.